0: Good evening, listeners. Your best friends are here for uh, you again.
1: <laughs>
0: we're the Dirty Stayouts. That was the lovely Matt Woodland. And we're also joined by the Ryan Arnold, aka Chapsting, Chapstick America. Uh, say hi, guys. What's up? Oh hello
2: there. I was I was just I had a chapstick malfunction and Matt, you appear to be trapped inside the matrix.
0: Or being eaten by robots.
2: The sound that you hear is a million microchips being ground between the bulbous butt cheeks of a <laughs> godlike robot that has T V monitors for Balls.
0: It's true. Mr. Roboto. Domo. He's coming. He's coming back to us.
2: Domo. Domo. That's my favorite part of that song. <laughs> is, <laughs> like
0: like just toward, just, Towards the end where it just the
2: backup vocals just start going, Domo. Yep.
0: Domo. The harmonies. Domo. Domo. you very much when I you.
1: I mean, well, poor Matt. Matt has oh. turned
2: into a blank square. They used to call me in high school. You blank square.
0: Really? No. I...
2: Did you ever play four uh-huh. square when you were in middle school? I <laughs> saw. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is... Now Matt's the uh, the little girl from Poltergeist.
0: <laughs> He'll come back to us. He'll be back.
2: Don't run into the light, Matthew. Stay out of the light. Uh,
1: okay. So uh, I was wondering what's going.
2: Okay. I didn't. I didn't get that. You're too close to the light. They moved the headstones, but they didn't move the bodies. Oh, no
0: more. He's very mysterious. Tonight, this is mysterious. I think we're going to fill the space right now by just talking about the mysteriousness of this situation right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it too much, but I just think it's, he's got an air of mystery to him. It's kind Okay, of well then,
2: uh, let's see. Let's, uh... Who are some, who are, just, just in case, let's, who are some cool people who've died in hotel rooms? Uh,
0: <laughs> Nancy Spongeon, right? Didn't she die in the hotel room?
2: Yep. Yep. Stabbed. stabbed in the abdomen.
0: I don't know. She's cool. She's kind of a, like her and Sid together, they were probably not the best people, but cool. I mean, oh, shut up. Who else do you know? What do you know? No, who you know, got
2: him, uh, Johnny Thunders died in, died in a hotel room, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I think Marilyn Monroe died in a hotel room.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yes, she
2: did. It, it, it appears I heard that like uh, studio executives tampered with the scene before the police got there because they... I'm not sure if they wanted it to look more like an overdose or less like an overdose but the story that I heard is that somebody found her and called studio executives before the, the police or paramedics or anybody were, were, uh, she had a difficult, difficult, uh, especially last year's, you know, kind of, kind of taken hostage by the, by the system. I know there's a new, there's a new wow. Britney Spears documentary that, yep. that, uh, I've been meaning. To. Hey, there
0: he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Okay, He's back right
2: well, there's one person You're who's at. not dead in a hotel room.
3: No, nope.
0: no, nope. we can confirm that.
2: <laughs> the night is young.
0: Oh my god.
3: Michelle, get ready. I start start writing my epitaph now, baby.
0: All right, I'll have it written for you before the end <laughs> of the show and I'll read it to you. What would could I say? Read,
3: could you read it a, a quick excerpt of my epitaph right now?
0: I would. You ready?
2: Who farted? Write your
0: epitaph was. <laughs> it. <laughs> Hi, Ryan.
2: How come you never see funny gravestones? That's
0: I know. There's got to be somebody out there with a sense of humor enough to actually appreciate a funny gravestone.
2: I wonder if there's a regulatory board, uh, like a church-based regulatory board, that, (laughs) you know, is is so, uh, like, uptight that they won't let you put anything funny. Because otherwise, all you ever see, like, the coolest thing you ever see is somebody will put their... Their favorite sports team logo on their gravestone, or maybe like a little etching of a duck or something. But uh, I mean, I would put every last cent of my estate into, like, uh, like a court jester, but the head is made out of dildos. <laughs> oh golly!
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yep. I I kind of want to circle back though to Matt's epitaph. All right. Because I'm I'll ready.
3: Hey everybody. So I'm Matt I'm, Woodland, by the way, and I here I'm here.
0: Yep, he's not dead. But here's what I would say if he were dead and I were standing over his lifeless body. This is what I would say. Oh, and mm-hmm. other people were standing around waiting for me to say something.
1: This is a great about, new segment.
0: Otherwise, it's just crazy if I'm talking to myself standing over. And his don't forget this, body.
3: they are they're honestly they're inconsolable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I really need to approach this with a little bit of candor. I think I'm the woman for the job. So here's how this goes.
3: Excuse me, but can there be an ominous crow perched on my grave stone?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Fill in the details. What else should we know? What else should we know? Let's set the scene. Let's set the uh... Gah! Okay. <laughs>
3: Perfect. <laughs> okay, can there is, can there also be a, a can there also be a magnanimous pigeon? <laughs>
0: okay just... rat with wings pigeons are rats with wings uh, But
3: yes R- ryan i said a magnanimous pigeon
0: <laughs>
3: busted busted could there, there possibly be a philanthropic peacock uh nearing the, uh just uh, around the way
0: birds, he peacock makes birds. A,
2: a terrifying noise like a screaming <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know oh,
0: in the face. They sound what about like, pheasants.
2: Sh- like if a child could die and then go to hell, that's the noise that a mm-hmm.
0: peacock makes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they made noises. That's surprising to me. Gotta go
3: there. Oh, no. All right, Michelle. Enough. Uh, but we digress. Uh epitaph epitaph me, please.
0: He needs yep. me to epitaph him.
2: The priest just gives you the mic and says, You're on. This tap ain't gonna ep itself. <laughs>
0: Dearly beloved, today stand over Matthew's dead, lifeless body and remembering the wild child, the free spirit, Ooh. the lover of all things. Uh, yeah, he loved he loved all things uh, related to Larry Bird. He was a big Celtics fan. God. Uh, <laughs> ho, 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 ho. He dreamed of visiting Larry Bird's hometown of French Lick, Indiana. Uh, Matt will be remembered by his friends as, as the lover of all things nude, disruptive, dirty, wet, loud. Matt will be forever missed. Often to the universe you go. Often to the universe, like a wild monkey on the Wizard of Oz. I know that you'll be hanging around sometime in spirit.
2: And with that, ashes we, to
0: ashes,
2: we we <laughs> uh, uh, consecrate Matthew's body to the corn.
0: <laughs> we love you, Matt. We love you. We love you. I mean did i do okay i'm
3: sorry i can't reciprocate uh being being how i am dead but um
0: was i supposed to include how you were dead
3: no 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 i just because it's it's weird when somebody uh says something nice about me but then to 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 remain in my role of, of being dead, I couldn't reciprocate any of the nice uh, feelings. So of I just wanted to acknowledge that.
0: It wasn't expected. So that's good that you, I'm glad that you decided to make that, communicate that to us. I just want you to know that that was understood, buddy. We didn't have any expectations. You're dead, you're dead.
3: You're dead, you're dead. All right, you're beautiful.
0: You're dead, you're dead. All right, All so right. That, I
3: mean, Michelle, that's a good first. That's a good first draft. I'm gonna need you to take a few more runs at that. Maybe send it, uh, send it to Ryan to d- maybe t- take a pass on it. Punch because up a little this bit. This is, this is gonna be wow. When I die, think about how many lives have I touched, and for me to just perish at my prime, yeah. this is gonna be, um, this is gonna be something, something of the ages. This is gonna be like the new, like where were you? You know what I mean?
0: Wow. Why do I feel like I need to drive down there and just be like, Matt, are you okay? Welfare check. Knock, knock, knock.
2: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I-, I want a welfare check. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
0: Yo. Oh, God. Okay, oh, hey, I wanted to bring up the question that was asked before. Listeners, I don't know if you Go uh on. well, I mean I don't know if this was actually being recorded. If. Matthew should perish, or mm-hmm. I should perish, or Ryan should perish at, before our time. And somebody was inspired to make a biopic of the dirty stayouts. Who would play each of the dirty stayouts?
3: Okay, okay, okay. I like this. Whoever um, wants to start. Right off the bat, no offense. Obviously, this is, this is, and I say no offense, <laughs> but there's literally no offense could be. I don't think you could ever uh infer some offense from this but i'm saying i'm looking at ryan right now and i see nothing more nothing less than sam rockwell
0: (gasps) oh wow
3: okay
0: Okay. that's that's fucking astute
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's just okay um all right let me think um all right would you have something off the top of your dome for people
0: I think Jason Sudeikis for Ryan.
3: Oh, oh, that's good. That that makes. It, I guess it depends and, on the tone of the biopic.
0: And you'd be like a Hugh Jackman if I were just to go based on looks, like a, like an outline of the face and everything. But beautiful. But there's somebody else, and I can't think of their name. And I'm not going to waste everybody's time by trying to conjure this name up. But there was somebody else, the guy who played the Punisher, Thomas Jane
4: oh i don't
0: know yeah the one Ooh. where elizabeth banks was in it was she in it no it was mm. rebecca romaine stamos was in the punisher am i thinking of the right the punisher he's the guy who got his wife and kids killed right
2: frank castle
0: frank castle i know that frank there was. we go oh. All right. so anyways that's my those are my two bets for you too i don't think that's, i've ever I, seen
2: I, any I of the punisher adaptations because it just. I'm like, hello, I already saw Death Wish bros. Yeah. Oh. It just... Yeah.
0: I've Wait seen
3: a at I've seen this done.
0: Did you see the Bruce Willis death wish or did you see the old Charles Bronson Death Wishes? I'm an old I'm old school.
3: I'm uh I, know, I, I, I refer know. to I refer to that uh, death wish as uh, Jeff Goldblum death wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do
3: you remember his it's do only... you remember his line in that?
0: <laughs> this,
3: no. it, oh, do you want me to say it?
0: first of all i'm not familiar enough to know with these this movie series to know if you're fibbing <laughs> to me or not if you're pulling around no, we're gonna it call was, it pulling a ryan. Ryan,
3: ryan ryan can probably attest attest to this one, one of jeff goldblum's early early roles and really? he had he had one one or two
2: lines i know that i've i've seen it but i cannot uh quote it to you so i'll all right crazy. leave it to get you. the
3: all right get the dump button ready in case this is too hot for tv but okay. he says and i and i quote he says uh, as he's um as he's hurting actually uh physically hurting some some uh elderly uh elderly i guess ladies elderly ladies of wealth let's put it this way uh blue hairs if you will and he says uh and i am not paraphrasing this is verbatim um he says goddamn rich cunts i kill rich cunts i don't know if i don't know if you laughed uh, too hard. I, the second line was, oh. "I kill rich cunts."
0: I heard that. I heard so, it all. Okay, so
3: all together now, it's goddamn rich cunts.
0: Rich, I killed rich, kill rich cunts. You wanted us to repeat it with you, right? You want to <laughs> say it again? Can we do it again together? In the okay, end? all
3: together. All, all right. together One, now.
0: One, two,
3: three. God. God, God damn. Goddamn goddamn rich, rich,
0: rich cunts. cunts. I, I. I.
2: Kill. Kill rich rich, rich. Tons. 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 sorry My B. are you on a delay
0: <laughs>
2: is there a way we can get like a bouncing ball at the bottom of the screen so that we can all do it at the you gotta put it to music remix that shit. but it made me realize i'm casting uh jeff goldblum as, as matthew oh thanks bro that's pretty
0: that yeah
2: Absolutely. I actually do a pretty, I actually do a pretty good uh, Jeff Goldblum. Do you guys want to hear a uh, little Jeff Goldblum? And I bet the yeah. opposite is true as well. I bet he would do a great okay. Matthew.
3: I <laughs> think, uh, we're we're uh, very symbiotic, uh, interchangeable. Okay, so this is Jeff Goldblum. This is actually uh, from one of his early works, and it goes a little something like this: "Goddamn rich cunts, I kill rich cunts," and that was me. <laughs> Before I was just saying the lines, that was me acting the lines. Oh.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. right. I'm impressed. That
3: what was actually him. He was actually talking to a Tyrannosaurus Rex when he delivered that line. Mm hmm. Mm
0: hmm.
2: That would be a great callback. Call- yeah. Get, get get that new Jurassic Park audience. Uh, in the- Is that the original Death Wish? Is that the first one? Yeah. I think there's there's like six. I want to say there's a lot of secrets. There's there's plenty. Yeah. There's the the thing is there's so many. It's it's
3: such a covered. It's such a covered covered terrain. I think it's, it's safe. You really don't need. Yeah.
2: Safe to say that by the end he got his wish.
1: <laughs>
2: his death wish. He Guys, fished is this thing you, on. <laughs> he fished,
3: he fished his wish. This is. <laughs> oh golly um okay where were we um well are we on topic
2: now well i think
0: we're getting ready to talk about our weeks there should have been a mcdonald's
2: uh, tie-in for death wish called the death witch
0: oh Mm. what would be what would be the death witch what would make up the death witch
2: let's see it'd be dead meat blood sauce uh uh two okay all beef revenge patty uh what is what sets off his death wish? Does does his daughter get kidnapped or assaulted or something? Or is it something much more minuscule?
3: I'll be uh, on oh, his what? death wish, I'll be perfectly honest. He um it was actually it was the, the the aforementioned scene with Jeff Goldblum, and it had to do with his 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 I think his wife and his daughter and a combination of uh rape and death, frankly. Yeah. Like uh, a oh, la Vikings. Yikes. Yeah. I think the McDonald's I think the McGriddle, three of those. You can consider, you can consider yourself just about dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For sure.
3: I'm no I'm no artery expert, but I don't think you're supposed to be putting all those items in
0: there.
2: Hey, we're all going to we all going to die sometime, right?
0: Yeah.
2: We all going to die sometime. McDonald's.
0: Why not be tasty about <laughs> it? Yeah. Sure. You know. Well, tasty. Well, gentlemen, talk if you me. don't mind, I'd like to talk about please my week.
2: Please do. Can you just please talk about your week? Would oh, you just would you just do that for me, Michelle?
0: I'm so glad you asked, Ryan, with such sincerity. You too, man. I'm so glad you're so ready. Michelle, can
3: I, I stop you there for a moment and just uh, <laughs> make can, a quick, just make a quick request? Yes, sir. Hey, might you please talk about your week?
0: Hi, Matthew. Thanks for asking again. See, I feel like if you're asking me twice, it's just as nice. You Michelle, like it that much. Matthew. Do me a
3: favor, just put a quick pin in that thought, and can we just sort <laughs> of move to a new topic called talk about your week, Michelle? Por favor.
0: So you're basically just trying to get me to move along and do my taco. <laughs> well, Matthew, I'd be happy to taco about my week. I will first start by telling you. Uh that I really don't have much to talk about because I've been actually trying this new thing—not really a vow of silence. I was reading about uh, monks. I have—I've had a lot of time on my hands. I realized that I really need to start taking some time to relax and start stop trying to like. I'm trying to get a lot of stuff done because I feel like I always have to conquer and do something and prove myself and blah 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 blah. But it's like, bitch, sit down and read something, you know? Be humble, right? Yeah. eat eat a sandwich just exist so I've been practicing existing and so it comes with a little bit of meditation it comes with not wanting to exert myself through raising my voice I realized that when I like to raise my voice and talk loud it's basically me just trying to get my aggression out that way Mm. so I figured just kind of get rid of the aggression one thing that helped is the divorce papers were finalized also on Friday. Oh, filed.
2: What's up, Congratulations. Um,
0: thank you so job, much. I'm and welcome. it's, you know what, ended civilly. I can say that it ended civilly. I can feel good about myself. And I have nothing inside of me left that is any kind of sad or anything. Like, I'm very much excited now because I was thought of it. I thought of it. Like, what's next for me I could buy I could save up to buy a house I could save up to travel I could do all these things I don't know what I want to do and I'm not going to make up my mind right now I almost kind of want to let life decide for me somehow but I also kind of want to yeah yeah hey Michelle
3: it's like I always try to tell you you're not a human doing you're a human being
0: oh I like that (laughs) I like that a lot Matthew that is actually
3: I'm the kind of guy that's um been around a lot of 12-step groups so i have the world's most (laughs) just i have if you want if you want cliches daddy's got them for you
2: that seems like the kind of thing you you. would like hand paint on a piece of wood and then hang uh in your guest bathroom (laughs) yeah well (laughs) hey ryan from your lips to god's ears
0: I, I will For I'll the grace s- of
3: God go you Michelle. Go on.
0: I'll share something. Oh, given that I'll also sh- I'll share something. I'll share something kind of personal since please you brought it up. Hi <laughs>
1: Michelle.
0: I'm not going to do it now. I'm not gonna I know, I was just giving
2: personal. you I was All right, Michelle. Um please please Sunny and share. <laughs> 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 just watch out for that tree, baby. <laughs>
0: I know I don't even remember what it was that I was gonna share. It was so personal, so. I think we'll say Michelle,
3: it. do me a favor and share me uh, your experience, strength, and hope.
0: <laughs> now I remember. Now I remember what it is. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think I would tell anybody this, and I don't think I would have a reason to tell anybody this. But I actually, when I was a kid, when I I was probably like around eight or nine, my brother and I used to go to. Uh, meetings all the time with my dad with the 12 steps and everything so I know exactly what you mean so you know one step at a time they'll be my friend all that sort of stuff so I am familiar with the uh, with all of that and it was a uh, kind of interesting as a kid kind of felt very uh, just hearing all sorts of these personal stories I didn't really understand some of them but that was kind of a Neat. So, anyways, that's just a brief. I just wanted to share that real quick. It doesn't matter I'm sharing it. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention for my taco is that I made some crazy fucking brownies this weekend. Like stepping up my game. I watched this show on Food Network called Kitchen, and they were showing you how you can like bolster your brownie recipes. And I put Damn. pretzels in mine. Like I saw the chips.
2: picture that you posted. That looked delicious.
0: Thank you, no, Ryan
2: Arnold. It looked very, very delicious.
3: Michelle, can I have one? I didn't see the picture.
0: You can have one. I actually have. I you know what I had to do? I had to individually wrap all of them and put them in my freezer. And so, Michelle, I
3: trust. I trust they are GFDF to my specifications, please.
0: Oh, darling, I wish they were.
3: You can I wish still... they were. Can you extract the 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 G and the D after the fact? Ooh, I'm no baker. Yes. Can
2: science do
1: that?
0: Nice. Oh, it's not science. It's a George Foreman machine. He just came out with it. I've got it right next to my, you know, George Foreman grill. It's a new gluten-free extractor. It's great. George Foreman. What?
2: Is that really? Just
0: kidding. No, that's no just I was kidding. Like, that's- Did oh, I get you? Yeah. Did I get you?
2: I really... Michelle...
0: Oh, no.
1: oh,
4: no, Ryan Arnold. She pulled holding... holding about phase, dude. She I love that. Fucking...
2: You think that that's because I actually am very gullible. So the fact that you didn't realize how gullible I am means that I tricked you as well. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little dance too. Oh my
1: god.
3: The goose has hey. become the gander, my friend. And a, a complete about phase. She's 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 done she's
0: Oh my Are you picking on my dance moves?
1: Not no. Those are just no, my dance that's your moves. own
0: jam. How narcissistic of me. <laughs> right? It's all Ryan's implying here. that you
3: dance that you dance like a I, think a, I think, I don't know if this word is used anymore, but um, back when I was a boy, we used to use the word sissy to describe <laughs> dances
2: like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's my chair <laughs> dance. When I'm up on my legs, I bust it. And you guys know I bust it. Roger Rabbit's everything. What have we been through? What have we been through? What have yeah. we been through? If you don't know, <laughs> Laugh. all right, all right, young MC. Uh, I, I, God, I really wish I, I I yeah I was gonna try to sing the song, but it got lost on me real quick.
2: Young MC oh. was on I want to say VH1 Celebrity Fit Club in the early 2000s, and he was no longer a young MC. And so I had like a begrudging respect for the fact that like a 40-year-old man still who is not that successful still goes around being like hey what's what's up I'm young mc takes balls but wow. despite the cautionary tale of young mc rappers are still naming themselves like lil jailbait and stuff and they'd be like do you right, think that's right, going right. to age well lil jailbait and be like yeah right
3: Well also the oldest I think literally the oldest man that exists right now has decided to give himself the last name Young. That would be Neil Young, obviously.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Do you guys want to know what I just drew? Not really.
2: Swastika? It only looks like testicles.
0: It only looks like maybe a really. Wait, a swastika doesn't
2: have testicles?
0: No, but it looks like a really...
3: uh... Oh my god, that is a swastika. No, those are testicles. uh... In the most
0: glandular sense, they look like testicles. They look like
2: testicles that each have a fetus inside of them, which actually is pretty cool.
0: Then they're feetsticles.
2: Yeah, that would be like a cool metal album, like a, a pair of balls that have fetuses in them, but they're demon fetuses and they're chewing their way out.
0: Oh whoa yeah.
2: and they but how how do you explain that both those fetuses have armbands uh with uh
3: just red armbands with frankly swastikas on them? <laughs> <laughs> how do you explain that michelle for the whole audience can,
0: they can only it, be nazis man that's the only way they, they are nazi fetus in nazi testicles it's like a it, it's there, it's like a oh hybrid Michelle. A the Reddit
3: the, the dirty stay out Reddit forums are gonna have a field day with this. You know with what these, with these dog whistles.
0: No, no, no. Don't always don't always keep saying that I'm gonna be the one that's gonna get his dog whistled and canceled and everything. I'm not even <laughs> that bad.
4: We're all but equally
2: responsible <laughs> for getting canceled. We should just do one whole episode <laughs> where we just do nothing but try to get canceled.
0: Oh my god, yes. Yes, because you guys tell me, I listen to every single episode. You guys tell me at least two, like twice an episode during different parts that I'm going to get us canceled. Canceled. I did like a Bill Cosby play thing and you guys were like, canceled. We're so canceled. Well, it's adorable. I, mean, I you're think right it's great. On, yeah,
2: you're,
3: you're right on the edge of decency, my friend. And Yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's, what that's, like. that's what the people like.
2: That's what the people like. And it's the they reason why it. the paparazzi just won't leave you alone.
0: It's because I'm a good girl gone bad. Yeah, thanks to this podcast, it's
2: a compelling story. People are like, what happened? You know, let's. How do we get inside her head? What makes her tick? You uh-huh. Like
0: you can't. This podcast corrupted me. There's no going how. back.
2: And how? And
0: how? <laughs> hey, Matthew. I want Go you to talk about your week, if you could, please.
3: If I may be so bold. Um. um all right, well, you guys have probably noticed that, um, frankly, I'm in a... I'm actually on location in a motel room.
1: Ooh,
3: sexy. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, I was talking about this earlier, and just the, the fact of being in a motel room, um, I think I there's a very good chance I will overdose until death tonight. And, frankly, I don't have any drugs, and I don't particularly... I don't partake in drugs. But just the, if an environment can inflict you with OD, this would be the environment. I'm at the, you know, I'm in a tough area. The Red Roof Inn, in South Deerfield, you know, where all the, where where all the scallywags, the scourge and stuff tend to, to uh, 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 congregate frankly. And uh, so
4: um, I don't,
3: I'm I'm here in, um, I feel like, I don't exactly know, um, what to do now. I'm in this motel room and I don't know why I'm here. And I, you, I like, I don't know, you ever like go to a new location and you, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, I don't know how I like, I don't know what I do with my time. Like I always am able to pass the whole day away, but now I'm just like in a motel room and i'm limited by my resources and there's a miniature fridge um i guess i could help myself to a a snack there's a microwave um maybe i'll have a little fun with that there's the telly uh there's drawers and i have like a couple articles of clothing maybe i'll just sort of take turns uh folding them putting them in drawers but i'm just I'm, i'm being in a motel i'm recognizing that um that there's actually a lot of time to pass in the day. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out, so far what I've done is I've actually gotten into these tissues and uh, I've got one, I've got one out here, as you can tell, and this is a little system I'm doing. I take a sip of coffee and then I just sort of wipe, I just tenderly wipe uh, the tips of my lips with that. Um, So yeah, so I'm just pretty much just like held up in this motel room and, for reasons unbeknownst to me and uh how long will I be here I suppose probably until checkout tomorrow but I don't know what to tell you but um I'm I'm in this motel room and frankly it feels nice but I also it feels maybe lonesome I don't think I
2: feel lonesome but I don't know what I don't know what to do in motel rooms hmm Maybe the lonesomeness is just like that residual energy, the same as the the overdose energy, it's just Uh permeating out because of all the the lonesome souls that have been in there prior. Uh, That could be, yeah. What do you think is the coolest drug to overdose on in a motel room? Just hypothetically, Michelle and I were talking about this uh, when you uh, dropped off.
3: I mean, dude, call me old fashioned, but dude, just a nice fucking, just, just falling back with the fucking dude, just, just collapsing on your back with, uh, the needles just fucking dangling out of your arm. What is fucking more, what is more just like, that, that's just like the classic symbol of just, just that heroin chic, like, I romanticized, like overdosing in a motel room, like, there is, like, no matter, no matter where I, what I achieve in life, that is still gonna be a way that I would definitely contemplate going out at all times. No matter how happy, no matter what like level of success I achieve, that's always like a favorable way to go. Beautiful. Just the old hair on. Not the fent not the I know you kids are into this fentanyl and you're into this whatever the your poppers and your wing nuts and your zing nuts and your black Bettys. <laughs> These kids are into their barbiturates and stuff like that. But I, there used to be this drug, call me old-fashioned, but we used to call it, me and my friend Miles Davis used to call it Heron. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we after a long night in the whiskey a go-go. <laughs> we would or is that the doors sometimes <laughs> me and jim Morrison.
2: i think miles davis back. was in the doors very <laughs> I, don't, I don't
3: see i don't see what i don't see why he wouldn't be they they definitely are uh, contemporaries they
2: make, sure
3: they got contemporaries and a lot of chemistry between those two types um but yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of these cool cats, like Lou Reed, would just come back to the, the Red Roof Inn up here in South Deerfield, and there's just there's a lot of history Hammett's, in here, a lot yeah. of memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, I think I f- actually I feel like I might be I might be slipping into oblivion as we speak.
2: If we start hearing uh oh, no. like a jazz saxophone in the background, that's when we'll know that shit has gone off the rails. So just wait. Do you guys hear, I
3: hear a little, I hear a little bit of Dizzy Gillespie, Night <laughs> in Tunisia, is that just me? Uh-oh, has it begun? Oh,
2: <laughs> don't, go, no. don't go into the light.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Uh-oh, wait a minute, guys. Wait, are you guys hearing this? Uh-oh.
2: Do, 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 do. Are, you,
3: are you guys hearing this? Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. You guys, there's a baby climbing on my ceiling. (laughs) Can anyone else see that right now? Oh my
0: god!
3: Don't
2: go into the toilet. Stay out of the (laughs) toilet, Matthew. (laughs) You ever you ever swim in a Scottish pay toilet, and you just cannot find those suppositories anywhere? (laughs) Is that relatable?
0: It is yeah well you guys
3: i in spite of my situation i do uh remain uh, i do have a positive disposition about this whole thing you might say i have a nar do attitude <laughs> 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 Uh, can I also, just to break it down, I hadn't anticipated that I would for some reason just keep from you guys the reason why I'm in this hotel <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> there was a very specific reason why I'm here, and for some reason <laughs> I've just stuck with this bit that it's because I'm, not that I am came, came here planning to overdose, but I came here and just by, this, by, this, by the, just because of the circumstance, because of the location, I will unbeknownst to me overdose because it's a motel room and I'm just a boy here. Left to
4: my own devices. Oh no. So should we
0: crash, should Ryan and I try to come crash your room?
3: Do you guys, oh, suicide pack? I got my pinky. No, <laughs>
0: definitely not. Pinky's
3: out, <laughs> pinky's up.
2: Um you know what people yeah. would say if all of us overdosed in a hotel in I'm South Deerfield that. to get that's not ugh, Michelle is always trying to No last week with the poison room. Kool-Aid and this week with the heroin what's it going to be next week drag racing and the uh, you know the vacant lot Yeah for lot? Pinks, Yeah Oh yeah
0: I just can't help it I just can't help yeah, myself you guys. Natalie
3: Natalie would with that with the flag with the pulling down the with the what did she do with the flag shows
0: (laughs) shows she tells
3: tells James Dean go zip zip quick because the flag over here here's my
1: question in a (laughs) Thelma
2: and Louise situation who has to sit in the back because there's only there's two seats in the front (laughs) or do we do it in like a truck where there's like a cab that has
0: I'll decide to sit back if you guys wanted like you know Spend the last moment you have together in the front seat together. I don't know. I would hate to think that like either of you would prioritize me as like a better friend than the other because I've not really known either of you as long as either of you have known each other. So I would just assume then that you two would just kind of wanna, you know. Well, spend...
2: I think it would depend on how long of a a drive we had before we got to the cliff because whoever's in the back can oh. put their feet up. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get as much of a uh input on the radio but you know i mean it's a a six of one half dozen of the other situation but i appreciate that that is so do
0: shotgun rules apply so like if we're like let's say because i'm really then i would win every single time brother because shotgun that's my game oh that's
3: Mm -hmm. what that's what i think kurt cobain got called that
0: Oh, my God. Wait,
2: that would be tragic. Uh, Hilarious. Can you imagine? So we're Thelma and Louising it off of a cliff. That's right. And then we're like, this is going to be great. And then Michelle steals all of our thunder with her shotgun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, just get in the back
3: seat. God damn it, we talked about this. That would be the only move that would be anticlimactic to the fuck, to like driving off a cliff. And Jeff. we just screech to no. a
2: halt at the end of the cliff, and we're like, I don't even feel like killing myself anymore. I got brains in my hair, like Samuel Jackson in uh-huh. Pulp Fiction. Oh, <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil,
3: Mad TV's Phil Lamar's brains.
0: <laughs> and I ruin it with like a really bad like ending line. Like, I take the shotgun, and then I'd be like, Bye, and that would be it. And I'd be like, That's all she's got. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Tellurico
2: and then the detective would say alright so tell me again what the fuck happened <laughs> and, then, and then the second detective would say ah it's a fucking podcast
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they all think alike
2: when, all... When, will, when will the kids learn that all <laughs> podcasts end this way
0: Uh If you play our podcast backwards, it's going to say there should be white castles all along the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Bring bring white castles to Massachusetts. Sorry, guys. Just wanted to... Well, that's awkward.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That would wow. be, yeah, that would be a new level of backseat driver, though. Just <laughs> let the, the suicide pack off of a backseat driver. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take a left at the light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Matthew. I laugh at the darndest things when you boys talk about them. Cracking yeah. up about suicide and killing ourselves and terrific things like that.
3: Well, I mean, I mean that's the only way that this, that, frankly, this life is going to be considered a success is if we go out in a blaze of glory as a team. Yep. Go out like we went
2: in. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right.
0: Yeah, I guess so, huh?
2: Do you guys ever find that when you're on Zoom like this? Sometimes I'll find myself making eye contact with one of you, but Mm, yep. but it, it, I'm not making eye contact with the camera, so. Oh, it, right, right, right. You can't because both of you, your eyes are like the camera. But right, like right now, looking, look, looking right at Matt, and now. Really, I wouldn't know that. Cause you're because
3: you're just concerning. Right? I'm not I looking I've,
0: at the camera. Like, I
3: think I've, that's made me feel comfortable. just like, oh, he's peering down. He's probably looking at like the ticker at the bottom of his like NASDAQ, whatever. And, but I I had no idea that I should feel uncomfortable that I've been made eye contacted with. I, is this weird that I mostly just like look at my own, I just stare into my own eyes?
0: I do the same thing. And I was just thinking about that this week. And I'm like, I'm going to totally confess to the guys that I sometimes just check myself out horrid on these things. But then it's like, bitch, stop looking at your face. And then I'm like, if can they see if I'm looking at their faces or do I have to look at the camera to look at their, like, to technically look like I'm looking at them? Mm. I can't figure it out either. I can't figure anything out.
2: Technology. Yeah. Modern technology is a, a blessing and a curse. So oh, that was not a hot take <laughs> on modern blessing,
3: technology. Hey, tech, hey, it's like I always say, man, with, if, with, sometimes with technology, it's like Cause like some things are more convenient, but they, it always comes at like some kind of a cost. And, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, well this is, you know, more convenient. It's like, it's like, cause at the same time it like brings us together, but at the, also at the same time it like tears us apart. So it's like, kind of like, oh, okay. It's like, well, it's a bit of a compromise. <laughs> there's a lot of, di- there's a lot of fat on this episode. <laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah.
3: Well, this is the hotel. Well, it's, I mean I'm a little looped up. I'm in a hotel room. What can I what can you expect? Loop it up. Loopy. Yeah, lupe fiasco over here. Kick push. Am I wrong? <laughs> ah. more, like, <laughs> more like kick the bucket and then push anticlimactically. Mm. All right, guys. So um Michelle, what what was that my talk about the week? All right, that's my way. I'm just in a I'm in a motel room dying.
0: Oh my god. That's oh, Brian. Yeah.
3: Get- yeah, I am almost dead. Look at me. I have very precious few life left. I'm on, I'm on
0: 15%. We'll come over and we'll save 50% you. 15% life. <laughs> I'll have Brian come over and give you mouth to mouth, whatever you need.
2: That's that has become uh, okay. my default role on this podcast. <laughs>
4: mouth to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of the- <laughs> Hey guys, R-
2: R- Ryan Arnold, amateur paramedic. <laughs> right
3: here. <laughs> He's got terminal lung cancer. Give him I mouth got, to I, mouth. Yeah, couldn't. I hurt. got.
2: Uh, <laughs> I got the following things covered. I got mouth to mouth, tracheotomy. I mm-hmm. will. I will give you a tracheotomy. <laughs> I uh, uh, ki- kidney. Tri- like, <laughs> have you ever wanted to wake up in a bathtub full of ice and one of your kidneys? <laughs> I can make that shit happen. That's
1: what's up. God, that who needs man. medical
2: school when you have the sharpened edge of a can of beans?
3: That's right. Hard knocks, baby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not rusty yet. <laughs> what do you got? You got lesions
3: all over your body? Why do you look bring, so bring
2: not even rusty yet. Jeez, <laughs> I sharpened it against this rock. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oh, Brian. <laughs> Your your methods
2: are awfully unorthodox.
3: Hey, do you want to do you have an issue and then you also want to leave having tetanus? <laughs> Look no further.
2: <laughs> yeah, but some people come in and their issue is not enough tetanus. Not enough tetanus, uh-huh. Mr. smart guy. I'm more to
3: Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> help. No, but seriously, uh, seriously, Michelle, help. I am almost perished. <laughs> Oh my god, joke, right? I feel like
0: I should go help you. I'm like, I'm I feel like I should go help you. I feel like the rest of this <laughs> podcast is gonna be me driving to South <laughs> Deerfield with suscitate Matter I'm, no, I'm honestly, wondering
2: if this would be more or less funny if we were live. Like with nah. the, you can call in and if if <laughs> if you think that Matthew has a reason to go on, let us know what it is. <gasps> oh, <laughs> This oh. is come on. This is your this is your
3: Christian Slater moment. You got to pump up the volume, dude. I'm That's just, you, right. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, you, you're Talk all you're trying to be this bad boy, this and that. But hey, man, I'm just like I'm just. Should I kill myself? That's kind of a. Can you imagine having the inclination to call into just like a, a radio show?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean,
2: I I'd ask if I was if I was beside myself. With whoa, I might reach out to like a Dr. Drew. Yeah, I feel I, I feel I, like I, I would time. be comforted by. Uh, I wish I had like a like a helpline where I could just call Dr. Drew all the time and be like, I got a weird pain in my. I'm kind of a hypochondriac, so I'd be like, oh, I got a weird pain in my foot, and I I always when. Something hurts and I don't know what it is. I always think it's like bone cancer, and then I'll be like, "Oh no, I did a bunch of uh, push-ups yesterday and forgot about it, and that's why my arms are... hurt." <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a that's a very yeah, that's a relatable, yeah. Um, yeah, I always call if if I'm feeling suicidal, heaven forbid. I like to call a little a little something. I like call Mike and the Mad Dog Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> like, and then I just gripe about the fricking Mets for five minutes, <laughs> and I'm back on track, baby. Yeah, come on, dog. That's my that's my Mike Francesca. Yeah, goodbye on, dog. Thank
1: you. <laughs> uh, Chris.
3: Brian. Brian, do me a quick sod, bro. Could you do me the favor of talking about your week, dear boy?
2: Oh, sure. I got. i got like one of those low energy weeks, you know. Ooh. I really try to actively enjoy like day. We only have so many days on Earth, and I try to never be like I just want this week to end. Right. So that it can be the weekend and I have no responsibilities and I can just, sit. but I've, I've hard been having one of those weeks the last like two weeks. Mm. And I'm mm. just like, I can't, you know, the anxiety of trying to accomplish anything is unbearable sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and um, last night, do you guys, did you guys watch the, the big football game last night?
3: Oh, did I ever? I, I watch a very small amount of it.
2: I so I'm used to usually when I was growing up, my whole family would have like a, a Super Bowl party, you know, and I, so I have really mm-hmm. good memories of it, even though I don't have never been able to understand football or follow it. It seems like the rules are nonsensical. It seems like almost every other sport is, you know, two two teams, they got a thing and they're going in opposing sides and football is not organized like that at all. And so I've, I've probably seen dozens of football games in my life i cannot Mm -hmm. follow it at all i don't know what downs are i don't know what you know it's uh so last night i'm here and i am by myself and i decide that i'm gonna you know make some make some snacks and i'm gonna put the the football game on the tv because it's something i associate with really uh positive memories the problem being that usually i'm around people who give a shit about football and so i can kind of latch on to their energy and their excitement and sort of look mm-hmm. at them and you know they'll be like yay and i'll be like oh good yay or they'll be like oh <laughs> shit and i'll be like god damn that bum you know but <laughs> but last night it's just me and i i don't know who any of the players are. i know uh, tom brady because pe- oh yeah cause people yeah. are you know talking about him but generally i had nothing to enjoy and that slowly dawned on me as the football (laughs) game uh continued and i was trying to force it and i was not able to follow it and uh you know that's sometimes you can't participate in all of uh it seems shitty you know Mm -hmm. i didn't (laughs) so that's that's uh that's pretty much what happened to me i gotta
3: i I totally relate to that. Yeah. The, the football scenario, it's, I, I very, I very much relate to, to all those sentiments and it's, it is one of the, like, yeah, I, I know how to play all the other sports and football. I've seen infinity football games and I've never quite, there's just something in me that will never quite be able to grab, like grasp the concept of the downs and then Mm. something about the line of scrimmage and this and that, like I can vaguely, like but like you were saying like by context like somebody has to know what's going down and i can cuz i can always really get into a football game except for the times that i watch it with without somebody there that gives a care mm-hmm. and i remember the first time like i the first very intentional super bowl that i watched and it was by myself and literally nobody was there it was 1997 and it was i was i guess it was like the first time like new england had been in it in a while so i was like okay i guess this is This is something going on. It was like them versus Green Bay. And I just, and it dawned on me that I like just me there by myself, like, this is no way to do this at all. But I'm the kind of guy that always Mm -hmm. loves pomp and circumstance. Mm -hmm. So for years after that, I would always throw under false pretenses, just like big and, you know, teenage boy, big Super Bowl parties with just like all these snacks and uh, Nintendo 64, GoldenEye, Wings, you name it. Well, not pilot obviously, but, um, and it would just be like, there would just be such, such a blast of it all. And, but I always had, I'd have my friends that, and they just like, inexpl- it almost like by divine intervention, it seems like they know how to play football. And like, it's, it's like, I even at one point in my life, I actually Google searched the rules to football and I thought I had it figured out. And I still, I have not retained that. The rules of football is much like uh, I get the, the concept of like shorting the stock market. I've heard that explained to me so many times. And I still even when I think it's like, okay, I think I have it figured out. I that's just a concept that does not stick in my head.
2: Sometimes I think that it's like a uh, it's like a cursed idea, the rules of football that, that it's like cursed erases itself from your memory and every mm-hmm. time you learn it. That's yep. Exactly. Oh, it's so so difficult. It's weird.
3: Sport. It's weird sports because, like, I. The thing is, I can ice in an isolated moment. I get really into each and every sports, uh, sports match, if you will, that I watch. Like, I'll always really get into the game if I'm watching it, but I never. I just, it never occurs to me to follow it like outside. Mm -hmm. So I I know nothing about it and it never occurs to me like, oh, I gotta watch the game or whatever. But I know for a fact, every single time I get really into it, but it's like when I'm not seeing it right in front of me, it's like, what's that thing that a baby has to discover that things exist when it's, uh, (laughs) even when you're not seeing them. (laughs) That for me, I've never- Spatial permanence. There you go, baby. Wow. I don't don't have a spatial permanence for sports.
0: For you. Yeah. That's awesome, <laughs>
3: huh. Michelle. Comment.
0: Um, the only thing I can think of is the only sport I think that makes sense with its rules is basketball. I think when <laughs> about like that's makes all. Sense, yeah. that's one thing. I, I mean, I was, I was just rolling sense. that around, like because you've got. I mean, there. There's not a lot of rules. You've got your positions. You know exactly where they stand. I here, guy there guy everywhere don't go this way but you got to go that way if you want to get your point in the basket yeah I will I I did a or a basketball when I was in elementary school I was a little basketball player when I was in elementary school and the first time that my dad came to see me play I was so on fucking fire because I was having the easiest time getting ready to like make my very first basket of the season and nobody was yelling at me the way I thought they were they were like no 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 but I was like so like in my head like my dad's here oh family's watching me I shot it in for the other team and my coach is like <laughs> the first damn basket of the year and you got it in for them and I was like and I cried I went on the bench oh my I, god the, the
3: wrong basket
0: the bench and I cried yeah but my dad was still cool about it he's like you got it in I'm like yeah thanks dad that's and
3: hilarious that happened to me with T ball. I did like the, I don't remember exactly what I did, but it was the exact opposite. It was literally <laughs> a maneuver. Like I think I was running the base, but then like all of a sudden, like I thought I was in the outfield and like I caught the ball. But by doing that, that means I'm out, which doesn't make sense because that <laughs> means I wouldn't even have a glove. I was such a, I was, oh my God. Were, much to my teammates' chagrin, my T ball skills.
2: I never made it to regular little league because when I was in mm. t-ball, I always got put in left field, which was uh, statistically where the ball is least likely to go. And so I would, mm. I would just like I would take a book out there with me. And I remember on this one occasion, right. I, I was reading a book and I had taken my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle catching glove and was wearing it as a hat. And uh, oh, smart. where do you think that next uh, that next ball went?
1: Left
0: oh, field,
2: left field. Oh wow! Everybody's Deep yelling into at laugh, me. Baby. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> like, I mean, what are you gonna rush at that point? You know, I got my glove on my head, so you know, fuck yeah, bro. it. Angel in the outfield. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what about softball? Like, don't call it softball because the ball is bigger than a baseball, but like, it makes more sense almost because it's an easier ball to hit given your bat width.
2: Don't call like, it a softball. I've been here for years. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> I love it. There the you softball going to knock you out.
2: Yeah. That, yeah, that is a, a weird... Things are not called what they should be, especially in the sports world. Like, mm-hmm.
1: how,
2: like so the, the American sport of football must have come into play where a long time after there already was a sport called football in the rest of the world. So by its very nature, and there's really very little feet. And I, I don't want to believe, uh, beleaguer this point, because I'm sure that somebody's done like a whole bit about, you know, it seems like a George Carlin bit or something about how you don't mm-hmm. use your feet in football. And, you know, it's. uh
3: No, no I, words. Right. Right. Well, I mean, my main gripe with besides the obvious with football is like. It's, dude, that thing that you're, the pigskin, if you will, that it's tossing around, bro, that's no ball. A ball is round where I'm from. That's, that's like a, <laughs> that's like a hunk of wood. I don't even know what you would call that <laughs> thing, but a ball is round, dude. That's like the only cool thing about a ball is that it's a sphere. And now you're going to call this freaking, just this pointy idiot
2: of an object, a ball. Uh, I think oh. it's cool when they bounce too. Bounce that's, with me, bounce with that's, me. That's two cool things. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're too, dude.
3: We're too, we're just, we're fucking so close to fucking rap music at all times, dude. Yeah.
0: All the time. The
3: rhythm's always running through our heads.
0: Yep. It is. Yeah. It's, it's true.
3: R- it's rhythm like... of the night. There you go, boss.
0: Rhythm of the night. That's either barge or that's, no, it is just Eldebarge. That's Rhythm true. of the night. I was thinking Enrique Iglesias but its rhythm divine if it's enrique iglesias. Mm-hmm.
2: Is okay. It, is it racist to not know the difference between Mark Anthony and Enrique Iglesias? Like when i try to picture them in my head i think i'm seeing the same face cuz well
3: all i know is it's pronounced Ricky Martin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Canceled. Come on. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Latinos, all the same.
0: <laughs> oh, <there he> <laughs> oh my
1: god. <laughs> you don't have you don't
2: have the time to differentiate between two different people when you're living la vida loca that's
1: right
3: <laughs> oh speaking of sleazy uh <laughs> mot- <laughs> motels that's where i am right now dude i'm, livi- I'm living i'll live in la vida loca i won't i'll be dying la vida loca soon i have precious okay. time left send a name <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm only really feeling comforted
0: because ryan's laughing so i'm like okay if ryan's laughing things are really okay but i'm sitting over here in not, my little that's corner not a good, of the world like
2: it's not a good thing to go go on i i'm sure there are plenty of situations where things are not okay in which i am howling
0: boy oh <laughs> yeah. boy then. well r-
2: r- in some circles
3: ryan's laugh is known as the death rattle <laughs> that's the last thing you hear
2: what they call it yeah <laughs>
0: that's ridiculous
2: that's ridiculous
0: well, that's ridiculous
2: but it's hilarious if, ah, sports. if you were a ghost and you were gonna come back after your death and kill people what would stop you from being like a funny ghost because if you're gonna take people's souls <laughs> back to hell or whatever does it really matter whether they're scared of you or not it's not like a freddy Krueger situation where if they're not scared you have no power like uh-huh. so it i mean In a real situation where you could be a ghost, how funny would it be to have somebody be like, you know, they're trying to go to sleep and they're alone, like in their apartment, and then they just hear like a fart
1: (laughs) (laughs) right next to them?
2: (laughs) That's that would be the one, (laughs) and then you take their soul to
3: hell. Uh, dude, that's the reason I'm in a motel room tonight. I had to get out of there. (laughs) I don't mind being haunted, but (laughs) don't fucking
2: prank me as a ghost. (laughs) Insult to injury.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. What are the fun? The only funny ghost I can think of is the is uh, Ghost Dad. Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. They they did a little bit of silly haunting.
2: Mm -hmm. What about Ghost Dad? Ghost,
3: dad? He's, a, ghost he's a, dad? he's a quirky. Yeah, he's a quirky
2: ghost. He, Ava
0: uh, Longoria was a ghost, like in my my boyfriend's back or something like that. She was like a obsessed girlfriend ghost.
2: I liked that That's movie I when I was girlfriend. little.
0: My boyfriend's back?
2: Yeah. That's We're, a
0: zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. That's not Ava Longoria. She did something different where she was dead and she came back to.
2: Yeah, I don't boyfriend. have like a ton of me- memory about it, but I remember I really liked that movie when I was like seven.
0: Well, oh, you're trying to pull, like prime my brain of like funny ghosts. You guys are like I about a good thing. Head, but What about I do you in
2: the Casper the the Friendly Ghost with Christina Ricci and uh right. uh Bill Pullman? Right. Yeah, is uh he's he's the, those ghosts are kind of funny. His three uncles, right, right, uh right. Stretch, Fatso and Stinky. Mhm. <laughs> those yeah, so yeah. those you got some funny ghosts. Uh, funny ghosts, yeah.
0: Slimer's kind of funny from Slimer's Ghostbusters, funny. right? it's yeah, kind of whatever. funny in like a
4: tongue in cheek way. There's some funny ghosts out
2: there. Did you ever see <laughs> uh the Peter Jackson's The Frighteners? <laughs> I never saw that. I never that's saw it. that either. Oh, that's that's a good movie. He's got some funny funny ghosts in it. Funny ghosts in there? Okay. In in yeah, The Frighteners, you die uh in whatever outfit you die in, you have to wear forever. The hair you got. So that's uh which is sort of an interesting ghost uh, you know, fact to add. And so mm-hmm. the to, he's a, a like a exorcist. You know, he goes and investigates uh, hauntings, but it's because right. he has a bunch of ghosts that work for him, and they died in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So it's got uh, guys that got like a big afro and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a fringe vest and that kind of shit.
0: That's cool. That's funny. I have to check that out. I love me some Michael J. Fox too.
2: Real he's good. solid.
0: Yeah. Hey guys.
2: What are we doing? How's do you up? want? What? Do
0: you want to get? Do you want to heat it up a little bit?
2: Heat it up. Heat it up. Speed it Let's up. Heat
0: it up. Yeah.
2: Let's uh, shake it up, speaking of Michael J. Fox. Go ahead and eat it up.
0: We're basically just going to make Matt do a whole <laughs> bunch of dares right now in his room. That's what this next segment's going to be all about. Just kidding, Matthew. We wouldn't I already did him. the
3: ultimate dare. Suicide.
0: <sighs> yes, he did. Like it it did. takes what?
4: courage.
0: It does. I know it does, buddy. I know it does. I know. (laughs) Courage. Jesus. How about we pico our topic only this time
1: it's going to be
0: trivia. That's right, folks. Game night with the stayouts yet again.
2: Matt just supposed a version of the Wizard of Oz where the thing that the cowardly lion needs his courage for is to take his own life? Right. That's right. Love it courage love it I'm gonna (laughs) you're gonna get a writing credit on that one it's I mean because it is it's I mean
3: what's more courageous because here's the that's oh my god because then you don't get to do nothing anymore you don't get to experience any things that sounds I mean frankly that sounds like I would be too afraid to do that because I want to keep there's things that I want to continue uh, the, in this world and to just go ahead and stop all those things
2: courage baby okay gritty reboot of Wizard of Oz and the lion wants his courage to kill himself uh-huh. the uh, tin man is heartless because he, he uh, left his wife and all of his children to uh, do blow and get hookers and spend all of his alimony checks on like fast cars and mm-hmm. uh, the scarecrow, he wants uh, mm, like a, a brain. I don't know what the so he eats brains. I don't know. I uh... yeah.
0: <laughs> That's... There you go. You got it. I, yeah, I mean, was we'll... I
2: was about halfway there, and then it just uh, it felt like a. Michelle, take a pass. Yeah, we'll, maybe
3: we'll get a couple. Of, we'll put somebody. Uh... We'll get a couple of our great writers. We'll get um. Uh, uh... Uh, C, what CW Lewis we will get JD Solinger? We'll get a couple, uh, a uh, couple writers. Uh, who do we uh, John Grisham on this? We'll get a little, uh, uh, what other
2: writers do we have in this world? You said John Grisham, Judy I
0: Bloom, John
2: Grisham. We'll get uh, <laughs> <Judy Bloom.
0: laughs> Beverly Cleary. I love Beverly Cleary. <laughs> uh, BC Andrews. Oh my god, no,
2: no no okay. I don't, I'm, I'm uh i'm getting word that that's not a real person
0: it is for sure mm. flowers no. in the attic flowers mm. in the attic you Doesn't guys have sense. to remember flowers in the attic
2: it's
3: pronounced perks of being a wallflower it's called Well, that, i have that Algernon. book
0: that's a great book <laughs> who writes vladimir somebody no i don't know who wrote. i can't remember who wrote of being a wallflower, but it's a
3: good book. I would say the number one perk about being a wallflower is getting to be Bob Dylan's son. That's a joke I said in real life recently, so I'm a little embarrassed that I I said it
2: again. Well, it's got got kind of an age cutoff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got something that could be be really fun. Either... You two would be cool with me taking a quick pee break, or I'll pee in this empty candle jar right here. It's
3: got a it's in the
2: jar. <laughs>
0: no way. I don't want to pee.
2: Whiskey in the jarro. All
0: right, here we go. <laughs> I would just tip it all over myself. That
2: would be no good. <laughs> oh my god. For the
3: for the audience who's merely listening rather than watching, she is actually just she is pissing all over the apartment. Oh my God. And there's actually. Uh, oh,
0: I couldn't make it sound like water. The, they, there's a bunch
3: of stray cats just mewing for dear life because they are frankly drowning in the uh, <laughs> the,
0: the <laughs> copious amounts of piss. They're saying, go pee right meow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No? <laughs> I'm going to go pee right meow. Okay. Right, right now. meow?
3: Oh, let's do a piss. All right, right. Yeah. all right, Ryan. Ryan, you got this solo? <laughs> this is the time <laughs> to pontificate. <laughs>
2: pontificate. Are you, are you, are you, all right, I'm. Guys. Guys. Here I am. I'm still in the,
4: still
3: in the motel room here. Actually, is this technically a, ho- I might technically be in a hotel room. I got a good deal on it be- from, from Priceline. Ooh. Our our new sponsor, Priceline. So I think I got a motel deal, but I think it's technically a hotel because I walked into my room from the hallway as opposed to from the street. Is that the only? Is that the distinguish huh. between a motel and hotel? I don't know what I don't. Yes, I don't know. I
2: believe works. so because is uh, it really motel? Oh. hotel, yeah.
0: We're Wait, in, in a that hotel, case, my friend,
2: that case like I'm not- A hotel has, if I may be so bold, more or. Is it is it less places that you could uh, people go to a, a motel, Michelle? I don't know if you're aware of this for a little uh, you know privacy when they're when they're doing a little David Carradine action. You know what I mean? Little oh, oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: I know that. They yep. like to. They do the little necktie thing, and then they like to touch themselves. And oh my God, am I gonna fall off the chain am I gonna hang myself, or am I gonna continue to pleasure myself? I like that, that whole you're, thing. You're doing I don't like, like a New York City accent. I don't but know why. I,
2: am I? Am I but gonna? The, am I gonna? <laughs> mine sounds different than yours. Mine sounds more. But
0: I wonder if, oh, if they're on record, has there ever been a woman that's attempted that? Like.
2: I, I believe, or is so. it
0: strictly a dude thing?
2: I saw a lady that did it on Law and Order SVU, and I Ooh, believe that it was wow. based on a true story. Nice. I but, hear that, but I... ladies in use, uh, she used like a scarf as opposed to a rope or a belt or a necktie because, uh, yeah, you know, she's still a lady. It's
0: shakier, so yeah. softer. Yeah, I hope she used uh, what are one of those scarves? really pretty, like, scarves. They, they're they so fine that they're super, super long, but they fold up into little tiny micro squares. I, anyways, I hope that she, it was a really nice, pretty soft scarf like that.
2: Do you think that it there is a more embarrassing... If you died in the middle of an autoerotic asphyxiation accident, would you rather believe that... What's worse, uh, having somebody think that you took your own life on purpose, or having somebody be like oh uh they weren't so done with life that they wanted to end it they were just so insatiably hungry for a new and better orgasm that they left all of their friends and family uh high and dry on this mortal coil in order to to do so which is worse
1: hmm
3: it's it's a hard thing because it's there's definitely intentional suicide albeit it's sad at least it's like okay this guy was done and uh he's done but it's like almost like the guy the person that dies from autoerotic like that's somebody who's really like going like really going like going far in this world to experience all the finer things in life like a real just like uh just like like a man of the world, like Gulliver and his travels, like he just really wants mm. to experience and see all the sights. So it's, but it's also that's a situation of going out, uh, doing something you love,
2: <laughs> going out how he lived. Poor David Carradine, dang it, dang, dangling because that's your like neck
3: with your dick in your hand.
2: It's the first thing I think about when you say David Carradine. He's been in so many good movies. It's like yeah, you know. Mm. It's it's unfortunate you get you get uh, you know you do that it's like it's like Richard Gere with that that gerbil or uh,
0: mm, oh my god
2: or that thing where uh, people would say like hey do you hear uh, Rod Stewart uh, has a, a drinking fountain in his house that dispenses semen mm. no sir
0: okay I right
2: I don't know oh that it's gosh. true I'm telling it's you awesome. someone when I was younger told me that that was the case. Although I've also hear, heard it as uh, uh, Mark Allman from Soft Cell, which is sort mm-hmm. of an updated version of saying Rod Stewart, because right. I guess you know we're the time, and place that we were born. You say Rod Stewart, you're gonna be like, who? That old guy that my my mom likes. Right, right, right. Why why would he why would he do that?
3: I hear that the sensation from Auto Erotic is uh, in ecstasy. <laughs> Is that worth saying? <laughs> <laughs> in next <laughs> ex- Yeah, in ex- poor Michael ex-
0: Hutchins. I he was, that I was a hotel room. If we're going back hearkening back yeah. to our hotel room. I thought he I heard room that room he right, had
2: huh? like some kind of traumatic brain injury like a year or two before he died. One of those guys where, like, it affected his uh, frontal lobe or whatever, and and oh, so he uh, just yeah. and so his risk-taking behavior was like real amped up. And I, I saw some documentary that suggested that perhaps the autoerotic asphyxiation could have been a result of said uh, frontal lobe disinhibition. Interesting. Sad.
0: I would like to.
3: Yeah, I would. I would like. I would love to have a disease that would lead me to adventurous masturbation. Mm. That's called my, that's like, I would love to have a disease named after me. It's
2: a disease called the dirty dirty stayouts. Taco the town. (laughs) Taco the town, baby.
0: Uh, Or you just need to um, want to get that excited with yourself. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be a disease that constitutes it. What if just general fascination with yourself? Good old fashioned. uh, my god why am i going on about this i'm just asking my hypotheticals i'm just playing devil's advocate i guess
2: well there's nowhere to go i see that's the thing like there's nowhere to go but dead you know where to go but dead well i mean there's no yeah like once that gets boring what are you gonna do you would be like well i'll just like let myself uh it's almost like autoerotic asphyxiators. Yeah need uh, like a uh, safe injection site, you know, like there are countries in Europe that mm-hmm. are saying, you know, most hmm. of the time, heroin overdose deaths are avoidable. Like there's no thing, that, like if you were in a environment with a medical professional, you know, it's just respiratory arrest that generally gets people, they choke on their vomit or or what have you. Those are all things that can be helped. So if if you gave people a uh, a safe place with a medical professional not that we have them to spare at the moment but
1: <laughs> then
2: <laughs> nobody would die uh and we could have a kill bill part three
3: <laughs> the, the irony of it all is if under supervision it it ceases to be auto erotic oh well it's, maybe that'd be dual dual erotic so i don't know how important that is to
2: the uh two-way glass maybe Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Maybe that just
3: It
0: Seems wearing, like a lot a of effort. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: you gotta you gotta maintain <laughs> the fantasy that there's nobody else there. And how <laughs> better, how better That's to how do works. that than two-way mm-hmm. glass <laughs> and a series of pulleys? I think that the way to do this is you offer like a, a grant to the person who has the best idea, and you can present it as a diorama <laughs> or a PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. But well, basically, because yeah, if, if you're under...
3: If you're under supervision of like a medical professional, that's just where I'm from. That's called a nice night of romance. That's called, that's called Valentine's Day, baby. That's not what I'm into. Hey, do you guys want to know what room I'm in? No. Oh, let me tell you. I'm in death race room 2000.
0: Oh, death race.
3: Wait, is it 2000 or five? None of that works at all. But I also no. got the number wrong. I think I got the, I also think I got the number wrong. No, That's the right, oh. it's 2000. Uh, so that, uh, but I don't totally think it oh, has anything to do with it. hotel
1: rooms,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it does because I uh repurposed it, but also I left in all the other words of the movie. Oh. <laughs> it mm-hmm. does, I don't think it, I don't think in any comedy court would, would any of that hold up.
2: Man, I would love to be on a comedy court jury, I'll awesome. <laughs>
3: allow it. That's us, that's kind of
1: weird.
3: <laughs> We're, we are judge, jury, and executioner right here. Yeah. Like, like the, the yeah the the question of we have a split. We have a total split view of Matthew's incessant routine. Is he or isn't he in a motel room to kill himself? That's <laughs> awful. Michelle, Michelle is hedging her bets on the side of like, well, I'm gonna. Part of me is gonna presume that he's serious and mm-hmm. inquire. Ryan is just yes. going with regardless this is this is just something to laugh about he could be dead serious this is still a laughing matter because it is <laughs> but I think also ever since I figured out that I'm actually in a hotel I think it that's very <laughs> like unless like unless like I'm a celebrity like a like a a la Heath Richards Heath Richards mm-hmm. what am I trying to say Heath Ledger <laughs> i mixed up i try to something for the kids and something for the the elders Good. um but it's like yeah i'm no cool. celebrity i'm just i'm blue collar so i cannot kill myself in a hotel room because this is a sign of su- i'm successful if i'm in this hotel room
2: mm-hmm. if you're really Not successful you kill yourself in the elevator or the pool there you <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god oh my god, oh my god. If where's could... the voice of reason michelle going this is where down I need to like hold myself up <laughs> and be the voice of reason at some point oh Wait. <laughs> ryan god
3: is that scrooged
0: are... a couple of rascals i tell you
3: oh my god to be found just like sort of like waterlogged like face down in a pool Yo, that would be a way that would be the way to
1: go <laughs>
2: Gross. Yeah, you wouldn't... I mean, I would never want to be pulled out of a body of water.
3: Oh, God, yeah. Just leave me. That's... Just let that be my (laughs) my, 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 memoriam. Just like, yeah, throw some, like, rose petals around the pool, shut it down, put some caution tape around it, boom. I I would say just buy,
2: like, a ton of piranhas and put them in the pool and be like, guys, do your thing
3: nibbling time
2: baby drip off all that flesh
3: supper has been served and that's also the name of the movie supper has been served titular line
2: (laughs) i bet if piranhas were able to watch movies that had piranhas in it they would be like shit this is offensive this is not this this is so wrong we are uh we are pictured As having no self-control, having this crazy appetite. When sometimes I just nibble a little bit, I'm a fish. Just be.
3: uh, People just don't
2: don't understand.
3: Right. And also the the cruel irony. How are you going to get those 3D glasses on those piranhas? (laughs) They can't even witness their own handiwork.
2: Lord hasn't seen fit to give them ears. Mm. (laughs)
0: Wow. Good. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh i wanted to uh, i remember last, you guys remember last week we talked about marilyn manson a little bit yeah
1: uh, i saw an
2: yeah. article this week that as much as uh it's, it's been weighing a little heavy on me <laughs> but i, I saw an article this week that made me laugh really hard like out loud for a straight two minutes and it said in the wake of some of the recent accusations against singer Marilyn Manson, several more disturbing allegations have come out. Chief among them, chief among them,
0: that uh,
2: Marilyn Manson once called singer Lana Del Rey lasagna Del Rey. Uh, Oh my God. After an unattractive uh, photo had been published in a rag.
0: <laughs> i guess oh my all is God. i guess
3: all is forgetting
0: yeah no kidding that's hilarious that's all i could bring up do you want to know though i thought about that conversation earlier this week because i used to when i was in high school i used to listen to whole live through this so it was like one of my favorite albums i don't like courtney love but i like Hole. i can say that i'm not impressed with courtney love but i like the band as a whole whole but Uh, I watched that Netflix special, Kurt and Courtney. And of course it goes into the conspiracy theory that she kills him. And I was like, fucking convinced. I'm like, ooh, bitch killed him. She killed him. I'm like, I'm never gonna listen to your album again, never. And then I missed the music. I missed it so bad. And I thought to myself, I, I, I listened to Spotify during work and I'm like, you know what? Marilyn Manson's got this shit going down right now. And I'm sure people are probably listening to his music I like Hole, but I don't like Courtney Love, I'm gonna listen to Hole, not for Courtney Love, but for Hole, I'm gonna be all right. So I started listening to Hole again after yeah. because I was able to go. rationalize it. Like, so I'm glad we had that conversation because I was able to like rationalize it with myself. It I'll is, there's, to it again.
3: <laughs> the ability for the mind to just rationalize, <laughs> just doing the <laughs> behavior that you want to do is beautiful
0: (laughs) when it just says i'm gonna do it anyway yep
2: also i should point out that that is a fairly ridiculously produced documentary i remember i saw that when i was in high school i think i have it on vhs still and it's uh it's got none of the rights to it Uh, that's the one where they get like one of courtney loves like old boyfriends from portland that Mm
1: -hmm. and he's
2: clearly jilted he's definitely like not coming from an objective point of view and I went through a long period where I was like, this is who- someone we should blame for uh, Kurt Cobain's suicide. But I realized over a period of years that that is a ridiculous, she definitely has made some mistakes, uh, but yeah. it, I, I have watched that video uh, as an adult and it seems uh, spurious at best, especially the part where El Duce who is the singer for a band called The Mentors, which is the grossest, silliest band in the world. They wear like executioner hoods and they're like, they're like Ooh, fat guys, yeah. and they just like uh, like picture like a like a Gigi Allen type, but that's like kind of trying to be funny, you know, like a like hmm. a mad magazine level, like just like all right, every uh, every song is still gonna be about like uh sex and and uh you know like shit but we're gonna we're gonna try to do it in a lighter side and and then mm. he appeared in that movie saying courtney love gave him fifty thousand dollars to kill her husband and then he wandered in front of a train and i i grant you that that is a suspicious way for anyone to die but uh you know he's pretty severe alcoholic drug addict uh you know so i forgot what mm. my point was but yeah you rest
3: your, in, in in summary you rest your case though
2: but I, I i love i love hole too and i guess my point was that you should listen to it without uh being being too worried about it
3: well let's compromise let's listen to live through this and not and just put down celebrity skin
1: even yeah. the album after that
2: is
3: great <laughs> oh,
1: underrated. <man.
2: laughs> Nobody's like daughter it. is underrated. Actually, Courtney Love's uh, solo album that she's completely disowned because she said she was under the influence of crack at Ooh. the time of its recording is uh, it's called America's Sweetheart, and I it's oh. I'd put it in like my top uh, fifty albums of of all time. I like crack, wow. huh. crack or not, not a beautiful piece of.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what
3: we do we Michelle, what are we doing? Another round or what are, what are we are we
4: moving on?
0: I think we should talk about our top three. What do well, you think about well, well, the down down
4: Bro, I'm <laughs> fucking so down for that,
3: dude.
0: Let's do some top three action. And this evening we'll be talking about the top three soundtrack.
1: Woo!
2: So before we get started, I had a quick question about this is one. that is there a difference uh, is there a substantive difference between soundtrack and a score
0: oh my god that's such a great question i i mean
3: i yeah i think i i had the same because i have a couple movies where it's, i think the score is great but the all the ones i picked were specifically soundtrack oh. where frankly a lot of the songs don't even appear in the movie whatsoever mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the list i have compelled but i don't i think whatever i would say whatever whatever um, whatever serves uh, the best list, feel free okay.
2: okay i I have I have two lists two top three lists one for scores and one for soundtracks. Cool.
0: that's impressive. I would yeah impressive. I would definitely
2: I would say
3: I like when you say all your uh, insights about stuff so I'll, I mean I'll be, I'll just be reading my list short and sweet so that'll give you ample time to delve into all your all the all the this all the, all the nitty, all the gritty
2: when it comes, to talking. I like enough rope to hang myself. Oh, sorry. Go, sorry, Matthew. But uh. oh, <laughs>
3: not soon enough. Not almost too soon.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs>
3: Pre too soon.
0: Oh, you
3: too. All right, top three. Who who you want to You want Matthew? Who wants to start number three? Who wants to start number three? Oh, Ryan just went. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Ryan did something. Ryan
1: did yeah, something. he
0: did. He did a thing.
2: What's up? Who's going first? Who's going to... do? I thought
0: you were going to. Oh, should
2: I go first? All right.
3: Um, I... You could go first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go first. Yeah, okay. I like it.
2: Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll put for soundtrack. My number three is uh the Muppet Movie.
3: Cool. Oh, okay.
2: I feel like uh you know it's a, you don't realize it's a musical necessarily because it's all with puppets but it's got, it jumps over many genres. It's like uh, you got kind of a show tune explanation theme of the music, but you got a lot of instruments, a lot of styles, I would say probably more than any other collection of songs really affected, uh, like as, as, a, as a little kid, uh, mm-hmm. my like relationship to music and lyrics, especially in film. So I love those Muppets and uh, of that all the be. of all the ones there are, I love the Muppet movie because it's like a uh like a, a real big budgeted uh epic. You know, it's like yeah. big scale, <coughs> you got car chases, you got these huge set pieces, these uh just e- epic, very large in scale uh grand, if you will. So mm. number three. God bless. All right, moving
3: right along. <laughs> do you uh, see what I, do nice. you guys also, Michelle? Yeah, you know what I did. What I tell cool. you you did. <laughs> um, Ryan, did you want to drop your, your number three for uh, score as well as a, as a twofer?
2: Sure, my number three score is from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, because the oh. score is almost all non musical. It was recorded with like you know various uh, bobs and bits like uh, piano wire strung between like chairs and like spoons uh, set up on, on like the end of light fixtures and stuff, just weird, weird sounds. And I, I think uh, for a certain type of movie, I can appreciate trying to set the stage in a way that unnerves you uh, at every level, both visually and sound wise and in the editing. So uh, sometimes the purpose is to uh, get you on edge, so that's nice, my nice. That's pretty
0: cool. Rad. Yeah. All
3: right. You want Matthew to go next? Yeah. I got pretty. I got. I got a pretty simple list, and for me, my number, my number three is written. This is pretty much just based on one song and one song alone. But I gotta go. Uh, Eternal Sunshine for the spotless mind, just oh, because that's a that, good For one. frankly, for that one, I mean, I, it's, it. I think it's a pretty good soundtrack. But for that freaking, for that goddamn Beck song, forget about it. That's such a crushing, and that's like used oh. throughout. That that freaking oh, that in the movie that's got such a lovely score. But that um, uh, uh, what everyone's got to know sometime, something like that. But it's just like
2: oh yeah. It's that's, just such
3: a crushing song and it fits so perfectly with the mood of the movie. That's uh, for me, that's gonna easily handedly a number three for me.
2: Oh, that's a good one. That that's is a really a kid, good man. sound soundtrack. And it's got, uh, I thought you were gonna say that great polyphonic spree song. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. on it is really pretty too. But yeah, yeah that Beck song is very down. Yeah. It's such a crusher. Mm.
3: I was like, damn, Beck, I didn't know you had it in your pal. All right, Michelle, number three, what you got?
0: You guys, you guys are pulling out some deep stuff here, and uh, I'm kind of waiting in the waiting pool here with my John Hughes movies. Pretty in Pink is my number three favorite soundtrack because uh, I love '80s music, and this is like the album for all of you. You get all the good stuff, and then you've got a little bit. Uh, try a little tenderness. I think that's Sam Cook. Uh, it's just a like a really good mix of like the different the eighty songs and some like the older mm-hmm. uh, like y kind of songs too. It's a nice little mm-hmm. mix. So that's my that's my number three. What do you think?
3: You got up on that? You got what? You got on that? Psychedelic Furs? Ooh,
2: mm-hmm. Who's on that motherfucker? Nick, Nick who's
0: Cave. Nice.
3: Who's on Nick that
2: motherfucker. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yep. Starting to warm up to Nick Cave, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good. He's good. Like he didn't. His son just like recently kill himself. If we're like on the uh, topic of suicide here, God, way to bring down.
2: I God, know. Lee. Come on, she, a little decorum, he?
3: please, Michelle. This it sounds is... it sounds too real coming out of here. There's something you cannot speak <laughs> about sui- when you when there's an earnestness about your your uh, your personality and and it's just when you say suicide, it's real. When Ryan and I say it's like, oh, cartoon, animaniac, silly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Duly noted.
1: I will not just yeah, it was pretty
0: heavy too. I think it was just like a heavy anchor to drop in the middle of everything. So let's just boop 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 back to you, folks. (laughs) Nice.
2: All right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna disperse with the rest of my soundtrack list and stick to Mm -hmm. scores my soundtrack list was uh singing in the rain gummo and natural born killers nice my number two uh best score of all times a movie that i actually just watched uh, a day or two ago and it is uh rogero deodato's cannibal holocaust
4: Oh, okay.
2: And despite like uh, being an exploitation movie with like a pretty violent reputation, in all seriousness, it has one of the catchiest, like most beautiful scores that I've ever heard in a film. I would compare it to like the Jurassic Park score in terms of its uh, like uh, catchiness and you know, it gets stuck in your head. It's like a nice, uh, and, and also a, a nice uh, juxtaposition to the on-screen carnage. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you want something that goes exactly along and is the same vibe as what you're seeing on screen, but sometimes what you want is exactly the opposite to give you a little juxtaposition. There you go. So. I concur.
3: A little, a little side note on uh, Cannibal Holocaust. I used to do this back when I was. I uh, would drink to, to Blackout. Mm-hmm. I used to have this character called the Prank Corner Kid. And uh, most of my planks were preyed on my, my roommate who has since moved on to be uh, a full-blown white supremacist. Well, that's oh. maybe neither here, and cause co- 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 <laughs> correlation doesn't equal causation, but I, I kind of like to feel like maybe I let him there. But I would do this prank called, I would knock on his door, and then he would open his door to find my laptop <laughs> every single time with the turtle scene from Cannibal Holocaust*, And he hated looking at that turtle scene.
4: And I would almost daily fool him. And I made him look at that poor turtle. Look how they massacred my turtle. I
2: have, I've seen the video on YouTube of you doing that. Yeah. And it was, I think uh, I saw it on a day that we had just recorded our podcast and then i had mentioned the movie cannibal mm-hmm. holocaust like you weren't familiar with it and then i see this video and i'm like he knows he knows what's up i know
3: i knew what was up um yeah well there you go um i forgot whose turn is it is it matthew's turn or michelle's turn Matthew's turn he didn't he didn't he he just commented on what I did yeah he got I do that I I yeah I usually I have a lot of turns in this podcast I've noticed it's because I always do (laughs) a little (laughs) I always have a little anecdote I always I like to make it about myself whenever it all possible okay you guys (laughs) number two and this is probably specifically for two two very specific songs which are Frankly, one of them is a stone cold classic that I think everybody would agree is one of the one of the greater songs of all time. And the other one is a personal little favorite of Matthew, and this is, uh, of course, the uh, the Batman Forever soundtrack. Oh yes, and you, there's no denying. <laughs>
0: resounding
3: (laughs) you know know, seals kiss uh i always is it kiss by a rose or kiss upper (laughs) i always mess that up a little bit but kiss uh, from a rose Rose, Rose, i always i have i I recognize that some of my favorite songs of all time oftentimes i don't even know the title of the song Mm -hmm. this has been happening a lot but uh and that is just like nobody like i don't think somebody would dislike that song and i would suspect that that would be on everyone's top five songs of all time list. that might be a little bit much but I you would be hard to to put that anywhere else and then of course that has my very favorite um uh U2 song oh Thrill me, thrill me, hold me, kiss me, kill me. Which, of course, I was introduced by that song. Like every boy my age, yep. with the uh, the the Weird Al Yankovic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what was the premise? Of? Was he in the dentist? Dentist. Office?
2: Yeah. It was yeah, like uh, yeah, numb me. Yeah. It was numb me, drill me, uh, something, bill me. I want to say. <laughs>
3: And that was like one of the first, like that was one of the first Weird Al songs where I was like, this is, I legit like love this as a song, regardless of the funniness about it. And that was always been my favorite Weird Al song. And everybody else is like Mm -hmm. doing the freaking Amish Paradise, don't go uh, making phony calls and this. And I always (laughs) was on that. And then later in life, when I really just got hip to it being uh, the U2 song, that's always, that's always, and it, it doesn't sound like any, it truly does not sound like you 2 whatsoever. It's such like out of left field. And that's probably why it's by far my favorite. And it really has that quintessential nineties rock and rock and sound. It just sounds so cool. I love it, but pretty much for those two songs specifically, that's, that's going to be my number two soundtrack.
2: That, that, that was in my, uh, my Walkman for, for a lot of, uh, whatever year yeah. that was 1995.
3: 95. Yeah. Exactly. My friend
2: quick. Shout out to one more track on Weird Al Yankovic's Bad Hair Day. Hats mm-hmm. off to Larry, a description of a chilling murder in the woods set oh. to a '60s garage rock uh, soundtrack. Wow, that's
3: a that's a that's a track that does, that doesn't get brought up much. That's a almost a hidden track, but in hiding in plain sight.
2: Mm-hmm. It was uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like uh, track one, side two of that of there you that go. tape. Yep. If I-
3: Michelle, numero dos, favor.
0: Mm, my numero dos is the Go soundtrack from the movie Go. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like the the no doubt song on there, which is called Go. And then it's got like uh magic carpet ride, all sorts of different songs, and then just kind of just some cool dance stuff. It's just a nice perfect mix. That's what I like I got it. For number two. I like Not too it. much detail. <laughs>
3: Uh, a good uh, one of my favorite jay moore i like to call that movie a jay moore joint <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs>
3: much to all the other actors for grin yeah
0: <sighs> that was a, they have a big cast in that movie it was a good movie yep yep.
2: good times well, <laughs> right. that brings us to our number ones right this is our sure does. yeah this is a big uh ichiban so I, I chose uh, clear, ch- truly what I believe to be the best score of all time. This was actually the first album that I ever special ordered from a record shop, uh, also on cassette in uh, 1991. And that would be the soundtrack to the motion picture, Beetlejuice.
4: Oh, smart.
2: So good that I've noticed in the last couple of years that sometimes you will see other movies put the Beetlejuice theme in the trailer for their movie, sure. and uh, oh, it's, just, wow, wow. It, it's just so uh, like kinetic, you know, really moves forward. There's there's a lot of like texture roll things that like the way that Danny Elfman uses like those really deep horns and just I don't know I'd never heard like an orchestral kind of arrangement sound so. Uh, I mean, epic, but also really whimsical, you know, like funny and creepy at the same time. It's, uh, I think that Danny Elfman's score stuff got kind of lazy eventually because he made a handful of really iconic scores for Tim Burton movies and then moved on to these sort of like copying himself. Like he did the soundtrack to that original Spider-Man movie and it was pretty much like, you know, let's see what I can mold maybe my old notes about Batman soundtrack stuff that I didn't use. But those first uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, and Edward Scissorhands are probably like four of the most iconic uh, soundtrack scores of all time. So sure. uh, love it. And a, a quick backstory on it. I was a really well-behaved kid on my bus my school bus because I lived in a a street where all the other children were just terrible and bouncing off all the time (laughs) so there was a a week where I asked my school bus driver if I could put on uh, music on the school bus uh, and she relented and I chose the Beetlejuice soundtrack
3: oh nice
2: forcing everybody to listen to it five days in a row Hell yeah and, and then that did that bus
3: drive off of a bridge
2: yeah but in an unrelated incident yeah
3: that'll happen
2: yeah it was no. on purpose <laughs> oh mrs fritzel yeah i
3: what love that, got, that yeah that that be Oh, but that opening now let me just make that uh, that uh choice about me real quick no, just, just to say, I just I remember just being just just the music and that the opening credits with that just like oh my like being afraid from the music, but like in a like a I just remember watching it in my house. I used to watch it at the it was right around the same time I was watching the nineteen ninety seven Super Bowl. I just remember almost being like afraid, like watching just that the music itself, like just striking a little bit of fear into my heart. I was a, kind of a wuss as a kid, so I was easily scared. But so good. Um, is it Matthew's turn? Or no, Michelle? Oh, yeah. Did you go for number one? I always get confused.
2: Am I nope, doing you're this ne- wrong? you're next.
0: You're next. Here's Matthew. You're on the ho-
2: you're on the hot block, buddy.
0: Yeah.
3: All right, this one number one for Matthew, and for this this soundtrack was so so iconic for my childhood that I still think I when I hear the title of this I always think of the soundtrack over the actual movie itself, and that has to be none other than Lost Highway. Everybody.
1: Oh, great yay. one
2: great
3: for me and I at the time I specifically bought it for perfect drug 9 inch nails that was like that, right right in that time getting into that and then realizing that wait a minute all my favorite bands of all time are just on the soundtrack we're talking smashing pumpkins we're talking rammstein we're talking Marilyn Manson, the aforementioned. It's just like head to toe, just yes. like solid listen, dude. Just perfect. And then and it's still like I definitely, I always, when I hear Lost Highway, daddy's thinking of, uh, daddy's thinking of the soundtrack. He's not thinking of Mr. Lynch. Sorry. So that's a
2: really good one. I think I actually might be one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkin songs, like yeah. ever. Such a, such a good, uh, such a good track
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i'll tell you by number one
1: uh,
0: okay singles the single soundtrack from the movie yeah, singles
3: yeah. Oh, I don't, i'm not familiar with that
0: oh my gosh have you guys seen the movie singles
3: i have not so that, I, that's <gasps> probably why
0: oh lordy we've been talking all this time about grunge music and y'all don't even know about singles i eddie I, vetter is in that movie i
2: want is that the i want to say that's the only movie where tim burton appears as an actor am i remembering yes. that correctly
0: yes <laughs> oh. oh my god yes he's in it for like a split second like he looks up and he's just like and then that's I, it. Yeah. I, gotta write, it. I
3: just consider that movie wrote, written down
0: you absolutely need to see that movie. Like, I, I don't like to force my movie choices on people because it's like uh-huh. I just, people like what they like. This you absolutely need to because the music alone, this is why you also buy the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Pearl Jam, I bought it for Pearl Jam song State of Love and Trust, which is just one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs of all times. Um, and then it's got like Jimi Hendrix on it. It's got like, again, it's just a good little mix and it's from its time. So it's got Grand Johnny, you've got Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. Paul Westerberg. Um, there's Mud Honey on there. I mean, it's got everybody from that time pretty much on the album. So it's, it's I think, and, but then old stuff too, like I said, like Jimi Hendrix, Sly and the Family Stone, Ugh, and the movie is just amazing. Like, it's just such a, for its time, it totally like, uh, Cameron Crowe, he gets it, he gets it right for the uh, the grunge era in the scene.
3: This guy gets it. (laughs)
0: This guy gets it. And the cool thing too is in the movie you act like Allison Chains performs live in the movie. So if you're you know a fan of them, you can watch Lane Staley, you know, live. I mean early, yeah, live. (laughs) And it's early on too, kind of early on and things. So it's it's Jerry Cantrell and all them, just seeing them all youngsters i almost want to say that soundgarden is in it but i don't think so because there's a mime in it but i think eric stoltz plays the mime but there is controversy that chris cornell plays the mime there's a scene with mine but anyways
2: who needs chris cornell when you can have eric stoltz
0: right (laughs) it's kind of like swapping apples for onions they just totally automatically (laughs) right they automatically work Mm -hmm. just saying just saying so
2: that's my number one that's my top eric stoltz seems like the kind of actor who should have gone on to play like a police detective you know
0: yeah like on the csi shows are you thinking yeah yeah like
2: in in the way that mark paul gossler moved on from saved by the bell to nypd blue eric stoltz uh (laughs) should have should have made that same like lateral move maybe he did
0: where is he now what is he doing
2: He's right here. Do you want to talk
0: to him? <laughs> Hello. Hi, yeah, oh, it's me, Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> How, can Hi, I help? How can I help you, Michelle? Oh, Eric, I'm so glad that, that... I. Oh, my God. Amazing that you found us and that we're talking. Um, I'm great. I have so many questions for you, though. I love so much your work. Some kind of wonderful... Um, are you Ooh. are you the mime? Are you the mime in... Uh, in singles, can you tell me?
4: No, but it, I was—I was, <laughs> <I> was actually—I <laughs> was actually in um, Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> oh,
0: you were. Oh, I, I don't remember you in in any of the. Well, I you know honestly, Eric, I only watched Back to the Future one and two because I thought the rest were just kind of like garbagey.
4: I was in every single scene. <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, haven't you watched wow. the spe- special features? You have, to, oh somebody, you have to squint, but I'm there in every single scene.
0: So now wait a second there. It's so, but Michael Fox is getting all, Michael J. Fox is getting all the credit for being with Star and you're in every single scene. Doesn't that piss you off a little? Well,
4: I was the, the Cyr, Cyrano de Bergerac to him. Every single line he said, those were my words. <laughs> but of course, since he has the looks and everything, <laughs> that oh. they, the studio had figured he was more fitted to go back and then back to the future, if you will. But all, oh. the, all the lines, like like for instance, I was the one to tell him, um, I told him, hey, what's up doc?
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe, like, you've just been ripped off all this time. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love your work in Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to know what it was like to wa- to work together with Sean Penn and Nicolas Cage.
4: Oh, I'll tell you. But also, there was, I would like to um, tell you about this time I was in this movie called Teen Wolf. <laughs> Whoa. I was in each and every scene of Teen Wolf.
0: <laughs> awesome, I And was Teen the, Wolf, huh?
4: I was the one that fed <laughs> Michael J. Fox's lines. Like, for instance, when he goes,
0: "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I've got acne." <laughs> you know, I'm glad he had you there Eric, because I just don't know if if uh, I can't I can't speak to Michael J. Fox's level of talent, but I feel like with you there his career went far right
4: oh thank you do you have any further questions michelle for sounds like
0: you're done with me eric stoltz aren't you i would like to see i would like to see
4: a
2: remake of the mask but played uh by (laughs) eric stoltz's character in mask you know
1: yeah (laughs) oh oh
0: no we forgot about that movie
4: somebody stop me from dating yeah. this blind girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's right she was blind
1: yeah yeah that was, uh... <laughs> oh and she felt his face i need to see that movie
0: again why do i think i'm gonna watch it once we're done
2: is, is mask older or let's see it must have come out right around the same time as the elephant man i wonder if that was like part of a
0: hmm.
2: like people were like you know what's really gonna be big this year is uh you know big big cranial giant.
0: deformities,
2: I thought the original ending of the movie mask he uh he gets a job at Easter Island. Oh. I actually oh. had a
4: there was a line that ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh. I am not a doctor Hollywood. Oh.
1: You guys, let's just say
3: we have just been nominated for an award
4: of
1: dumbest that.
4: most stupid podcast. Stop <laughs> it. It's the world's most pointless.
2: <laughs> uh it's an, right.
3: frankly, it's an honor just to be nominated.
2: I will gladly accept.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well guys. <sighs> Doesn't well, this wrap it up? Another well, evening. Was... Hanging out with my two favorite wise guys. The Ryan and the Matthew. Hey. Hey. What do you think? Do we want to lead these listeners out with a little bit of what Well, it teenager? depends.
3: Michelle, do you have what any you... questions for Christopher Lloyd? Hey! <laughs>
0: Christopher Lloyd! Hey, how, was... are you? how are ya? How are ya? What was it like working with Danny DeVito on Taxi?
3: <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Um, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I love just. I love just holding your feet to the fire and seeing how long you're gonna. I get. I, make I get just to pictured this.
2: a situation where uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd and and uh, Danny DeVito are talking on the set of Taxi, but one of them has terrible dementia. Mm. So uh uh, one of, uh Christopher Lloyd to be like hey you know i i used to i used to be in the movie uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest and then Danny DeVito is like you you i was also in that movie can we cut this part out <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good idea, in the you know you have like a concept, and then you're just like, oh, abandon ship. You know, this is a concept that doesn't. Oh, you're like, I out. I found a connection between these two things, and I'm gonna try to like uh, knit a little bridge in between them, and then I realize that instead of rope or yarn, that my knitted bridge is instead made out of 100% dog shit.
4: Oh, Oh. tough
3: revelation. Hey, I got it. I here's a real funny thing I thought of. Much on that. Much on that. Because, like, what about if this happened? Because, like, what if, like, Christopher Lloyd, like, uh, told, um, uh, uh, who are we talking about? The little guy, Danny Devito. Danny
0: Devito. He
3: said he's like he's like, hey man, welcome to Toontown. And then Danny DeVito's like, hey, I'm a penguin. I, I fit in here as long as it's that scene in uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear yes. what I said?
0: Yes. So
3: Christopher Lloyd's Law- so talking to Danny DeVito. He's like, hey, welcome. Hey, welcome to Toontown, like in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And right. then uh, Danny DeVito's like, hey, um, well, that's a- I fit in here because I'm a penguin, as in Batman Returns. And then, but then he also has the caveat, as long as you're talking about that scene in Mary Poppins where all those penguins were dancing and there are cartoons. Tunes.
0: It was a really oh, wait, intricate... Wait, wait.
3: Uh, I'll Go. tell you again. Let all me right. tell you one more time. It again. All right, so anyways, so Christopher Lloyd is talking to... Uh, what's this fucking that guy? Uh, the small guy, Danny DeVito. Christopher <laughs> Lloyd says, hey, uh, hey man, welcome to Toontown. And then... Um, uh, then, then what happened is then Danny DeVito, he says, well, hey, I guess I f- I fit in here because frankly, um, I was um, married to the, the short lady on Cheers.
4: <laughs> hello, hello, hello. hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: is
4: there anybody out there? Out there.
0: Your jokes were finely woven and they were very intelligent wrought with many
3: You
1: guys,
3: this is just the uh, side effects of cyanide capsules. I'm sorry, you guys.
2: I think that you can be a role model to America's <sighs> youth because if you can manage to not kill yourself after telling that joke.
0: That... <laughs> oh my god.
2: And there's hope for some of of those uh, black-hearted young teens in the audience. They're probably thinking, you know, I wore the wrong shoes to school today. I threw up on that girl I liked, you know? But (laughs) you just prove to them, like, there's hope. You just put one foot in front of the other. (laughs) That
3: might be a world record for word said not translating in like just devoid of value like sucking value away from the experience like yeah. that like th- it was a perfectly good fine podcast but in hindsight in 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 light of those words that were said this is a bad piece of art frankly but it, it is art art nonetheless my friend yeah art garfunkel <laughs> Let's celebrate, Garfunkel. Right. I don't know, you but want you guys, celebrate I'm, him? I'm here for the long haul. You are. Oates.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think
3: redemption has been. I think Matteo has made full redemption with that last one.
0: <laughs> we'll give it to you. Right, guys.
3: Agre- agreed. Yep. Michelle, yep. put me out of my misery. Help.
0: Guess what, guys? It's the end Ooh. of the night. It's yeah. the end of the podcast. Another great night with our listeners and my my two friends here. We're ready to take you out for the evening. I've been the Michelle Tellerico, fellas.
3: Hell yeah, I've been the Matthew Woodland.
2: I've been Ryan Arnold, and if you can survive this, you can survive anything.
1: Hell oh yeah. yes. <laughs> all right.
2: Let's all at the same time play the favorite our favorite song from our favorite soundtrack. <laughs> okay, perfect. All let's right. do this. And a one and a two.
4: And
0: I
1: want <laughs>
2: How good do you have to play something to have to pay for it, music wise? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. I mean-
2: it's easy. If there's supposed to be an A, you throw a little F in there. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mix it up. All right. All right, folks. Right, Have a great night.
3: Bye-bye. <laughs>